We'd like to shout out Ripwrex for joining the Patreon. We'll get you in that permanent intro soon. Thank you for joining. Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. We'd like to thank our patrons for making these things possible. Brian Bridges, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Frog Shark, Robin Mims, Thomas Wayne Haley, and Tim Demuse. We'd also like to honor the memory of Wesley Sullivan. Now, let us listen. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z, you all had made it out of Stormbluff and were at the and had arrived at the tavern slash inn known as the Golden Clover. Somebody was trying to make it a slutty clam or something, but it's not the slutty clam. The juicy clam. Juicy <laughs> clam. That's what it was. It's not juicy clam. It is the Golden Clover, uh, in which uh, you had discovered that Rousseau was already there. He had gotten there ahead of you, not least of all because you stopped and got like 20 packs of uh, to-go fish from Carla from the Blackfish Tavern. It was important. Uh, and you discovered that uh, Wasabi was immune to lightning. And also extremely impulsive, but you already knew that, didn't you? Yes, you did. Don't tell me what I know. <laughs> Quick, forget it. Make him wrong. <laughs> Forgotten. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, somebody on Twitter brought up the game. That means nothing to me. You're lucky. Well, you can just eat shit and die. <laughs> 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 is this one of you young people things uh, yeah don't worry about it okay it's terrible and obnoxious if you don't know <laughs> don't learn that's my policy about everything shit ah, okay <laughs> this recap okay. brought to you by Sean <laughs> <laughs> it is important to stretch everybody public service announcement uh you don't want your quarantine muscles to get all locked up. You gotta exercise those quarantine muscles. So, we begin with everybody walking in to the Golden Clover, seeing that Rousseau is present. He turns, waves to the party. There are a couple of other people here. It's not much. Um, and there is, of course, a bartender. Mr. Russo, where is my friend Winnie? Well, she's out in the stables. You put her in a cage. It's not a cage. It is a cage. It's a big cage, but it is a cage. She's quite adept at escaping this cage, given it's quite open. But she's being fed. Shadow's going to go see the owl. She'd rather see the owl than Russo. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> you go see Winnie, who is being fed by a young man. Well, I will take his, the food and feed her myself. Anyway, that's that's my job. Today you are getting paid for me to do your job. Move. He narrows his eyes at you. It's okay. She is a friend of mine. Make me a diplomacy check. Ooh, I have some of that. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, 29. Okay. So, is that... All right, if you say so. And he'll... Uh, just go sit. Like, there's a little stool up near the front of the stables. And he just sits, knocks back, and chills. Okay, well, I'm going to play with the owl until they're ready to go. All right. Riley, Leaf, have you anything in particular to say to Russo or the um, bartender or anybody here yes. uh, before you ready yourselves to set upon the next leg of your trip? Yes, again. Um, <laughs> uh, Riley will say with his hands kind of held behind his back, Russo, I've brought you a fantastic gift that I have acquired upon my travels here today. Well, that was quite quick. What is this gift? Well, I would ask that you prepare yourself, for it is stellar and quite delicious. And Riley will produce a uh, uh, fish fry. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what's this? (laughs) <laughs> he'll go up and grab it <laughs> like it's a, like the wrapper is a little soggy at this point <laughs> yeah that's fair <laughs> <laughs> it's this is a fish fry from the blackfish tavern oh fuck I don't get so excited Russo I understand <laughs> it's basically gold in a box <laughs> however I must ask that you contain yourself why thank you uh, he'll take it and like, unwrap it a bit, give it a sniff, and uh, pull off a little piece and, and have some. Just, oh, that is damn good. And yes. he'll go about eating it. Yes, that is damn good, Blackfish from the Blackfish Tavern. We stopped doing the drinking game a long time ago, man. You might have. <laughs> man, it's no fun when, like, half the party that was in on that joke are no longer here. <laughs> yeah. Just me talking to myself in a mirror all over again. I'm playing the drinking game right now. Oh, Blackfish Tavern, Blackfish Tavern. Aaron Blackfish Tavern. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, that that was my Riley quirky little scene. Please, please give one the leaf. <laughs> leaf, would you like to do anything other than gargle the nearest tail? <laughs> uh, I mean, like, truth be told, he doesn't really have much in the way of business with Russo or the innkeeper for that matter. I think more or less he's he's just kind of uh, housekeeping the Vardo and making sure that Fox uh, and Wasabi don't get into trouble. Okay. Uh, you know, m- maybe it's, I, I don't know if we're we're necessarily keeping track of like food stocks. Or, you know, of the sort in, in the Vardo, but maybe like restock on traveling supplies, you know, food, refill, water, and so on. All right. Um, so you can talk with the uh, innkeeper a bit about that, and they can help supply you with some of those things. I think for, since you're expecting a relatively, uh, potentially long journey, 
um, with no guarantees really along the way. Um, I think restocking is going to cost probably about 15 gold, but you will be well stocked thereafter. Yes. Lifetime supply of lemon pepper. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let me ask Shadow, did you uh, keep your, or did you get your star knife back or did you give it, or does Wasabi still have it? I got it back. Okay. Because I had to clean it from scorch marks from the lightning. That's right. But Riley gave him the little wooden sword, correct? Yes, I do recall that happening. Okay. So, Leaf, while you're um, while you're back with one of the uh, the little helpers from the tavern, loading things into the cart, words uh, loading things into the cart, uh, you. Um, Make me a perception check. Oh, no. Perception. That's a total of 20. <laughs> well, your um, perception is much higher than the, his stealth, and you rolled the same thing on the die. So um, <laughs> you would you would see Wasabi squatted uh, in uh, leaves, like in his crown branches, and... He, you haven't seen him be this still in a while. Um, but he seems to uh, have his, his eyes turned upward. You also notice that he has a little wooden sword at his side. Oh, <laughs> he's trying to he-man it. <laughs> uh, I, I think he'll probably walk up to Wasabi and... Uh, is it, you, you said is he on box or is he in a tree? You said he was like up in the branches. Yeah, he he's on box, but he's like up in box's upper branches. He's like on his head. Okay, I will have uh, you know just be like a uh, box kneel down here for a second, and uh, <clears throat> assuming that the tree man complies, he will uh, reach up with an extended fingertip and just touch the tip of the sword and cast the light cantrip. And uh, so now he's he's got just like a glowing tip to the end of his sword. <laughs> like, Wasabi like jumps um, and he's like more gripped on to the branch now. And uh, he, he pulls the, he pulls the sword and was just like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he like because box is like kneeled down now he like crawls across him a little bit and is standing on his back he's just on whatever spot is highest and he's still looking up he seems to be scanning looking for something oh uh I was assuming he was trying to like create thunder um <clears throat> uh, could I could I like do like a sense motive or something to yeah, interpret this. And, uh, make a sense motive. Okay, 13. Okay, so you're trying to figure out what he's doing. Uh, and uh, after like a couple of seconds of trying to figure out, figure it out, he, um, he seems to lock onto something and he draws the little sword, squats down, 
and he's waiting. You think he's wanting to fight something or maybe uh, hunt something. You're not entirely sure. But uh, there is violence intended. I see. Hmm. Uh, go ahead and make me another perception as well. Perception. With a plus two bonus because um, you can follow his line of sight. 31. Alright, so you're looking around and uh, uh, you notice a uh, a bird of some kind flitting around uh, through the uh, windy area and he, he's got his sight trained on it. Now this bird compared to him is relatively sizable but it's just a little bird to you okay i observe <laughs> he wants to cut a bitch i'm gonna say that his sword has less than the cutting power and more than the stabbing power yeah um, close enough so uh, after a minute or so um uh you would understand him speak to box uh as uh only Unless she can, uh, to a tree man. Uh, uh, but because you have the ability to understand that speech, uh, you can as well. Does stand up fast and, uh, box will like kind of lurch upward, uh, and he will use, um, the momentum from that to hurl into the air. Oh, that's a crit threat. Oh, that's terrifying. So, <laughs> um, I have to go look up his strength mod. Nothing personal, smooth skin. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, but that's doubled. So uh, he, he flies through the air and you hear and he goes <laughs> falling like 30 feet. Uh, he does have uh, fly speed or I, I guess yes. they, they can glide. Yeah, so he, he goes, like, falling, uh, like, this this 30 feet, and then, like, a moment before he hits the ground, this little uh, cape of of leaves and moss just kind of frills out from behind him, and he gently glides down the, the next few feet. I am the knight. And then he kind of comes running over, uh, uh, sort of doing, like, a weird, like, little Totoro dance with the sword. Uh, with the little bird skewered on the end of it. <laughs> uh, I think at that point, Leaf just kind of kneels down and he says, uh, no, I hope you didn't kill that animal senselessly. Surely you have a use for uh, the rem remains of this little bird? He nods and goes, <laughs> then quit dancing and put those hands to work. I'd like to see what you have planned. He, he like falters for a minute like, hmm. but uh watching him over the next little while you'll see him pull a bunch of the feathers off um and, and place them in a little pile and then run off with the corpse around the back of the uh or the carcass around the back of the uh in that's foreboding yeah let's let's follow uh there's a um there is an old sort of looking 
tree in the back. And uh, Wasabi is kind of like sidled up next to it. And he, he's got his hands like um, digging near the base of some of the roots. So he's just burying it? Um, You can make me a nature check. Nature. <laughs> 21. So looking at the surroundings, this is one of those trees that like is adapted to the waterlogged conditions of this part of the world. But uh, you don't see like a lot of the grass that's equally adapted around the tree at all. Um, and it doesn't look to be particularly healthy. In a strange and morbid sense, um, you feel like wasabi might be feeding it. Oh. Much like you would use like a fish or something to um, like uh, fertilize. Interesting. Okay. I'll have to uh, keep an eye on that so he doesn't make wholesale slaughter of local wildlife a habit. <laughs> uh, uh, another, another thing you would probably notice after he's done burying the carcass near the tree um, is he like climbs up it and um, gently peels back some of the bark and, and like shifts under it with his sword okay I don't know if shift is the correct word but he like goes under the bark without like completely peeling it away and like wiggles it around interesting he like burrows into it. Okay, I just continue monitoring the situation. If he pulls like <laughs> a human face out from underneath this tree bark, I'll be concerned. <laughs> uh, no, but you would um, you would take notice after a while that he seems to be pulling out some sort of parasitic grub, um, like in like handfuls. Oh, so he's just like tending to the tree. That's interesting. It's what leaf flushes do. Yeah. I wish he would do some of that around the cart, <laughs> given that it's technically still like living plant life, I think. It, it's vines. <laughs> it's it's the wrong kind of plant. Yeah. He can't talk with it. Oh. Hmm. Then, um... Hmm... I think I'd like to make it a point to uh, see if I can take up some of that same type of tree and see if I can incorporate that into the current build of the Vardo, whether it's just, you know, like reinforcing with like actual solid wood instead of oak or whatever, but like, like wood shape it and get it to a point where like I can tend it and make sure that it's properly, you know, nutriented or fed or hydrated and so on all right so you're wanting to like harvest a branch that you could like regrow from or are you looking for a seed well i i mean what i said that I, I had in mind like little saplings or something in the area that i could just kind of like uproot and then incorporate into the wagon but really anything's fine um you would actually notice a distinct lack of saplings in the immediate area but, um, make me a perception check. Perception. 30. Alright, so you do notice that, albeit very sparsely, near the top of this tree, there are some little, um, sort of acorn-like seeds, but they're a lot, um, flatter. Like, they're a lot narrower in one dimension. 
then I will cast Summon Minor Ally, and it, it's basically kind of like Summon Nature's Ally, but it's like a D3 tiny or smaller animals. Yeah, like squirrels is, and shit. Right. Uh, it's, it says like ravens or like monkeys are also options. Um, like how big are these seeds? It's like, if, like about the size of like a large acorn. Then, then yeah, I, I would like summon uh, a set of like ravens or, or something and just command them, you know, gather some of those seeds from the topmost branches and bring them to me. All right. So they do. Um, you end up with a handful of these little seeds, about six of them. Uh, you do realize, however, that all but two of them are rotten from the inside out and filled with mites. Hmm. That's terrible. So um, then I, I think I'll, I'll take the good ones that I've got and make to incorporate those, and then I'll just kind of leave Wasabi to his uh, duties on the tree for however long he wants to, I guess up until the point that we go to leave. Okay. Uh, Shadow, go ahead and make me a perception. I rolled a 16. I get something added to that. Let me find it. I get 11 added to that, so 27. All right. So you would have noticed that, um, because like I said, the stables are relatively open, and they are a separate like little structure from the in itself. You would have seen Leaf um, and Wasabi, like, moving around the side of the thing and looked out and probably seen uh, not really aware of what's going on, but seen Wasabi climbing up the tree and uh, Leaf casting some magics and ravens flying up to the tree and returning to him before he begins to return. Winnie, all the while, uh, by this point, you've already fed her her meal. And, and Winnie is just sort of sitting there. Like Shadow, Shadow holds conversations with this bird, even though this bird doesn't understand her and she doesn't understand the bird. Like you know how some people talk to to their pets or whatever. Like, well, that's Shadow just has, holds conversations with this bird, whether the bird wants to hear it or not. So you do. It's her friend, damn it. <laughs> so you hold the conversation with Winnie. Uh, and Riley, um, Rousseau finishes up the fish you got for him. That was quite good. I'll have to see what it's like a little more fresh sometime. So I think it'll be some time before we return. Yes, I suppose that's true. Um, but perhaps the distance will make your heart grow fonder of the Blackfish Tavern and their Blackfish Fry. I shall. Certainly hope. Now, I believe I saw Leaf gathering some supplies. Are we to be off soon, or would you like to rest the night? I think we're pretty much all set. Yeah, and it didn't take us like four hours to get here, so... Yeah, no offense, resting the night would be all eternity over on this side of the world. Because it never ends. I admit, though, the prospect of seeing sunlight again for the first time in ages for me is quite exciting. I've been a few places. Never, uh, never really strayed far. Uh, 
Since my adulthood, though, I'd say it's quite bright over there. Mostly traveled with my parents as a child. Well, any bit of travel's good. I, unfortunately, was stuck in one place for most of my life. Made ideas of traveling around the world seem very fantastic, impossible at times. Um, inevitable at other times. For me, it was always accessory to business. I just, well, my father's not exactly a man of traveling under vacation conditions. Riley just kind of uh, gestures with his hands um, in a, uh, a kind of, I want to say like a, a pathetic or like a, a, you know, this is just the case sort of thing, but he'll he'll say, uh, come to think of it, we're kind of traveling for business right now. And when I left my homeland, I was technically traveling for business. I suppose you could call it that anyways. Seems like you and me never have really traveled much uh, in freedom. suppose not. Your friend Brock was much more about that, I believe. Then hopefully when this is all said and done, Russo, we can uh, be free to travel wherever we so please. And we'll have to make a point to do so. I think that's a wonderful plan. But, and he like stands up from the bar where he had kind of like rested back down to eat and drink. <clears throat> I believe we should check on everybody and see how we're doing. Wasting the hours isn't going to get us anywhere any faster. Bradley nods, but uh, if, if Russo tries to like lead the way away, he'll just catch his arm uh, real quick and lean in a little bit and uh, get a little bit more serious in the face and say, when this is all said and done, even if both of us don't walk away from the end goal, Russo, the other should still make a point of doing that. I just want to be clear. I think it's important. Yeah, I'll put like a hand on your shoulder and nod. Then after a second, kind of like just pat you. Pat you on the same spot in the shoulder. And uh, like, come on. Right, let's go. Nods. And uh, we'll head out to join the crew, the guilds, and to begin this merry adventure into the depths of darkness. So, Leaf, you're all loaded up in the wagon. Uh, you can call Wasabi away from the tree. You get you, you figure that in the uh, as bad as the off as the tree is, Wasabi's not going to be able to uh, actually tend to it enough to cure it uh, without like an extended period of time. And Shadow uh, Russo comes up and just like talking again. Yes, we have the very best conversations. I imagine they're rather one-sided and he opens the thing and uh, beckons Winnie out. No, just because she does not say the words does not mean she does not communicate. People say many things with body language. I suppose that's true. And I believe I'll be following along as I don't quite know the way. Well, we go north. <laughs>
Alright. North it is. So you all gather up. You got let's see, let's go over. You got Nina, Russo, uh Winnie the Owl, um, Winda. Right, Winda's with y'all. Yes. Uh and Ekron. Ekron. That's right. And Wasabi and Bob. And then all Yes, Shadow. I have something to give you. I forgot earlier because you were busy buying fishes and stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, she will hand you a, a little cloth that's wrapped around something. He takes like how big? Palm size? I, it's it's yeah, it, it's small enough to fit in your palm. Okay, yeah, he'll just place it in his hands and uh steadily unwrap it from the cloth. Um, there is a ion torch inside. Ah, I see. Well, Shadow, this is certainly a pretty stone. Thank you. Well, you put it around your head and it floats and it uh, makes the light. His eyes kind of narrow and he says, you're telling me this rock floats around my head. Yes, and makes light. Because you do not see in the dark, and it is very dark where we are going. Well, Shadow, if this is a joke, I'm going to look very stupid. But it let's is give not it a, a joke. <laughs> just like, I'll just like slightly skeptical, but you know, he, he knows the world is full of magic and wonder. So deep in his heart, he wants this to be true, and he'll just, I, I don't know, like bring the rock near the top of his head and let it go. <laughs> so at first, it will just float where it is, but then like. As if under centripetal force or centrifugal force, depending on how you want to look at a thing that decides where it floats. Um, it, it spins outward to uh, about one foot away from your head and then slowly orbits. Uh, now, like as soon as you uncovered it with the cloth, a heatless uh, silver, not silver, that's iconic of something else, a, like heatless, more or less white flame. Uh, sort of like was coming off of it so you already knew that it lit up uh, and that it wasn't going to burn you but uh, it, it does go out and float about a foot away from your head his eyes go a little bit wide and he watches it pass around the front of his face a couple of times see this way you do not have to carry a torch so you can have a both hands for the fighting yes this is Quite amazing, actually. Thank you for a very thoughtful and impressive gift. It is, a, it is not a, a big deal, um, but I, I just, I know it is very dark and, and you don't see so good in the dark. <laughs> and I have a plan, okay? If something yes. attacks us and we have to get in fight, I have a spell. I shall try and it will catch the thing on fire so that you can see it easy. Ah, wonderful. And burn myself in the process of fighting it. Well, no, don't do that. <laughs> I can be careful. No, I think that's a perfectly fine plan. I am trying to think because always before uh, my brother, he was the one that says, this is what uh, you do. This is how you fight. Um, what you call it? Uh, tactical? Yes. But uh, yes. He, he's not around me no more most of the time. So I am trying to think of such things. Well, I must say, Shadow, these are some uh, big brain ideas that you're passing around. 
and I'm sure they will be an asset on our adventure. But and if also, I think wrong, you have to tell me so that I can learn, okay? Of course, and I've yet to disagree. I quite enjoy this floating magical rock. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't have any more, so uh, I do not have none for your other friends. That's okay, I'll stand as the beacon of light and hope within the party. But they are, um, they are not too uncommon to find in the shops in the Shadow Plane. So it might be something to look for if we go through any little towns. Sounds perfectly reasonable to me. Soon everyone can have a floating ball rock of light uh, rotating around their head. If they like. Oh, if only Brock were here to see this now. They are just not so expensive as these spells. He nods, and uh, he's actually gonna like catch the rock and put it away, just because with the uh, the ion stones, I always thought that they would be end up being kind of annoying <laughs> to just rotate around your head all the time. I could definitely see the light one being annoying. Yeah, so he's gonna save that until he needs it, but he'll definitely use it when it's dark, which I guess it always is here. But you get my point. You're right, but here it's like reasonably like you have like little lights on the carriage and or not carriage yes. Fardo and stuff so yes but <laughs> when you get to where you're going then it's gonna be a lot less helpful helpful uh to have those lights how much uh what's the radius of light is it just a torch yeah it's the same as a torch 40 feet plus 40 dim uh in the shadow plane that we have gotcha oh that's not too bad for a melee fighter like me that's pretty good even at half so cool. Um, and Man, I there wish will I... Be, there will be regions in which the dim light uh, is not a thing. Like the normal light it puts off will become dim. And... Sure. Yeah. That aside. That's fine. Man, I wish I had thought of that. I completely didn't. <laughs> uh, such a good idea, though. Uh, I believe you were actively like trying to figure out ways to not actually make light and to just see in the dark. Yeah, but still, it didn't even expensive. cross my mind at all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the ever-burning torches are only, like, what, 50 gold? Yeah, the iron studs are only 75, so. And they keep your hands free. Yeah. So, uh, the group sets out. Void, uh, kind of coming up to talk with Shadow, um, in their sign language to uh, discuss uh, what they might find in this particular area. If you've been here, uh, if you haven't, what do you know about it, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I do not uh, ever be here before, and I do not know nothing about it, but this is the way the portal is. But uh, Ekrin said he knows the portal too, so he might know. All right. And she'll jump on his back, piggyback style. He'll uh, carry you for like five minutes uh, and then say that uh, you're getting too heavy. Maybe you I should lay off fast. the honey cakes uh, and put you down. <gasps> Mr. Morgan, come beat this man up! <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, from a distance, right? We just like look over his shoulder to see what's going on. He'll, uh, <laughs> he says I'm fat. I didn't. How dare you, sir? Riley just shakes his head disapprovingly. Uh, he he just puts on like a really a really fake, over exaggerated frown and and bows, uh, like with false, uh, like false apology. I don't fucking know. Like, I'm so sorry. Oh, just like that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, great. Eckerd, meanwhile, is just sitting in the back of the wagon, shaking his head. Hello, Eckerd. Hello. Void wants to ask you some questions. What about... <coughs> I can keep the coughs in for him. I don't know, but maybe you should not answer for... Perhaps, perhaps you should just be as rude to him as he is being to me and just do not answer him. Oh, what are the questions? And so Void will ask, he's basically asking, like, what are we going to find? How long is this going to take? Ekrin uh, explains that at the portal there should be a village uh, on both sides of it, which is pretty common for larger portals. Um, and then beyond that, I'm going to have to make a trek that's not horribly long. It, it might be a day's travel, assuming no great threat arises beyond that into some, into some relatively dangerous, like shadow woodlands. And from there, there will be an umbral path that can to the place where the portal to the ritual site is. Is it a is it a sneaky path or a puzzle path? He would say, honestly, these days I'm not sure. They actually change. It's been many, many years. I hope it is a puzzle. I, I like puzzles. Sneaking is not a challenge. Well, it's going to be, if it is one with which there's a guardian, it's going to be hard to sneak an entire caravan past it. That is true. But still, I like the puzzles. We'll see. When I last followed it, it was actually empty, having been cleared out by another before me. So, we'll see. Yes, it'll be okay. Whatever it is, it'll be okay. The truth will be there, and he is good at these things. Let us hope. So you travel onward for a while more. And uh, Ekrin at a certain point will uh, cause the group to diverge from the road, which hooks to the west, heading towards the uh, storm cliffs. And instead, as you continue forward through some not really like pathed out land, but it's a lot flatter than some regions. So it's still accessible. Although you do move a bit slower. I'm going to go walk with Mr. Morheim because he did not call me fat. Okay. 
We can beat him up still if you want. That apology didn't seem too sincere. He is like that. He is just... Um, um, it is not polite, but he is asshole. You know, I... Uh, Riley crosses his arms. I uh, know a guy who could teach him a lesson if you want. I know a guy too, but the guy I know is also asshole. So. Oh, the one I know is not. He's about yay, yay tall, and he just like crouches way down <laughs> to like uh, present the height of the leshy. <laughs> <laughs> he carries uh, a cute little sword. He is adorable. I see <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I think the leshy could take him. <laughs> In my culture, plump women are highly sought after. I am not plump though. <laughs> Oh, Leaf is cruising for a reason. He's beaming. Do you know what he said to me, Mr. Norheim, the, uh, the other night, night when we all their stuff for dinner? No, what did Leaf say to you? No, no, Void. He he oh. did not say that I was pretty or that my dress was pretty. He said, I was afraid you would get cold. Hmm. That is not a nice thing to say. Did you get cold? No. Oh, then that's he, not a nice thing to say. shadow plane. I do not get cold so easy. Yeah, that's fair. Huh. I said I could tell if you would get cold. Shut up! I'm not talking to you! Yes, this is her story. Thank you very much. <laughs> Riley has like a, a, a small smirk on this entire conversation. <laughs> as he's I just leaning into we, the role. I guess when <laughs> we get to uh, Grandmama's house and we dress for dinner, I'll have to dress like polar bear. <laughs> But wouldn't you be too hot then? Yes, but maybe it did make him happy. Oh, I'm sure he'd be able to tell if you were too hot. Mm, I don't know. Maybe you should pick out the rest next time. Oh, you want me to pick out your outfits? Sure. Why not? All right. That sounds like an interesting night. I'm in. I have, I have a huge closet at Grandma's house. Wonderful. Yes. Because she buys stuff, and I don't need it, but she buys it anyway and puts it there. So, like, it may take you a month just to go through all the clothes. It, is your family rich? Grandmama is rich. Ah, so that's a yes. I am not, and uh, Grayson is not, but Grandmama is, cause, because she is Violet. Sure, but you were raised in a environment of wealth. On the weekends, we go to Grandmama's house, but uh, the rest of the time, we live in Little Village with Mama and Papa. Hmm. Uh, Papa, he he's, he was Violet, okay? But uh, when he fell in love with Mama, and she was kicked out, and so he left all, all the shade stuff behind and uh, renounced all titles and went to live normal life so he could marry her. That's awfully romantic and poetic. Well, he loved her. Yes, that's fair. You hear many tales uh, trying to exemplify that very notion. But then uh, we would go to Grandmama's house on the weekend. And so I I know that stuff too. But I like a simple life better. I guess there's a lot to get from it, but there's also a lot of struggle from a simple life. At the temple, we do not struggle so much, so it is just quiet and it is study and just uh, fellowship and not have to worry about the dressing for dinner and uh, making sure you say the right thing to the right person. 
Yes, I can see how that would get awfully tiresome after some time. The noble culture. Yeah, being the Duchess is not fun, but uh, I do not renounce title because I do not want to hurt Grandmama's feelings. That's fair, and it might come in use someday. Maybe. Ah, well, if you make it come in use, then definitely. But I am excited because we're almost to the Shadowlands, and I want—I hope that there is town so that you can see Chaos Town, um, and and see how the people uh, live and the music they sing and this kind of. Well, if it's as dark as you say it is, I'm, it sounds like they'll be seeing me a little bit more than I'll be seeing them. The the towns on the border, they have lights because lots of people come there that are not chaos. Ah, okay. Wonderful. It's this whole different culture. I think you will like. I'm certainly excited. There is many things to look forward to on the horizon. Well, the immediate horizon anyways. And then we will teach you much as we can while we travel too. Yes. Like, okay, so let's say in the distance you see the waters and the moon shines on the waters. Do not look at it and do not go there, okay? Do do not look at the moonlight on the water. Right. Because if you get too close to it, it'll curse you. And so you do not want to do (laughs) What sort of curse? Um, it, 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 it is bad. It, it, oh, one of the bad curses. So you don't just say. don't do that. And then okay. also there is grass that uh, I will point some out to you when we see it. And you do not walk in grass. Because the grass will grab you and stick you and and uh, hold you and you will die. And you will, well, you will get cursed and you will die. And then there is some <laughs> Wait, forest. hold on. The grass also curses you. <laughs> it is shadow plane. Everything has cursed. Everything curses. Uh-huh. Uh, the shadows on the ground of the trees, they are they are alive and they will attack you and curse you, so don't walk on the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so don't go to the, the wet water, don't step on the grass, and don't walk in the shadows in the plane of shadow. Am I but missing? No, Otherwise you'll be cursed shadow, and die. Just the shadow Am of I these trees. Anything, shadow? Just, the, just the shadow of these trees you have to avoid. And then if you see something that looks like a shadowy smoke, stay away from that too, okay? And that's getting weird again. Moonlight, curse. Grass, curse. Light, curse. Shadow, curse. Eggs, no curse. Omelets, curse. <laughs> Super curse. <laughs> so I, I, I caught what Hat said. I didn't hear if, uh, if Tracy, if you said anything before that. It sounds really scary, I know, but... It just, it takes a little time to learn, and once you learn it, it is easy. Right. It's like venturing out into the wilderness, but instead of, like, bears and quicksands, you just have to be afraid of literally everything and curses. Wonderful. Well, I mean, we have bears and quicksand in some places, but not everywhere. Oh, right. Of course you do. Uh, I bet they also curse you. I don't know. I have not uh, heard about that, but uh, you have to remember, over there is like a backward image of here. So like if uh, there be bears here, then in the same kind of spot over there, there will be bears. There will just be shadow bears. I'm sorry. Shadow bears sound terrifying. No, they are just bears that, that have shadow stuff in them. Just like 
Kayal is really just human with shadow stuff. Huh. He just like scratches the side of his head. Hmm. You did not know this? I honestly didn't really think about it too much. Long, long time ago, there is humans and they go to shadow plane. And while on shadow plane, they are tricked. And, and then they're cursed. Kind of, but not really cursed. Uh, but they end up being slaves. And they there so long that the shadowy stuff of the plane infuse itself in them. And they turn into chaos. Oh, that's a history that I was not aware of at all. So see, we are kind of like humans, but just got shadow stuff. I mean, being kind of like humans has really changed my opinion of you or your people. It's all the same. You don't need to be kind of like human to be <laughs> my friend or worthwhile or anything no, like that. No, I just say that the chaos, <laughs> I guess they say uh, descended. Yes, descended from humans. I see. Yes. There. That is work. <laughs> this is uh, this has been a simply fascinating conversation. Uh, I've learned extensively about your your you your people your homeland and the limitless amount of cursing that goes on there. Lots of curses. So many curses. Just wait till you hear the trees that constantly just scream "fuck." You know, in retrospect. If if we had uh, had this conversation earlier, we might have wanted to pick up maybe some scrolls or remove curse, huh? I, I don't know. We are going to have truth with this, and he is them. Oh well, I mean, if that helps, then sure. I mean, he uh, be in shadow plane a lot, and he never get cursed. So. Well, he knows what to avoid, like everything. It's pretty smart. He's also scary looking. I am not scary looking. Well, I've seen you in combat. Trust me, when you wield your weapon, there's a an intimidating presence to you. Because I have fun when I fight, but uh, he is just big and wear lots of armor, so. Uh, so, Shadow, while we're on the subject of you, your friends, and your homeland and all that, can I ask, I I've watched you and your uh, allies for some time communicate silently. Is that just a language that a lot of you share, or is that more of a cultural, regional language? That is from the temple. Because you do not speak inside the temple. That makes sense. So that is how the Seven Seven and the Alkalites talk to each other. Riley kind of shrugs. Um, perfectly fine if not, but out of curiosity, is that something that you would teach other people? Mm, we teach all the people who come to the temple, um, like because they make pil pilgrimages, yes, where they come and stay for a little while and go home. Um, and some of them learn why they are there, um, but it is not a, it is not secret by any means. Then I know this is going to sound bizarre, probably coming from me, but uh, perhaps you and I could uh, talk a little bit more about the language itself and the system surrounding it of, I guess, silence. 
And if it seems to resonate with me, perhaps you would be interested in showing me a thing or two about speaking with my hands. Yes, I can teach you. It is, that is what I primarily do, is I'm a teacher. And, I mean, in exchange, I don't know how well versed you are in communicating with the language commonly used in the other side of the world, but it's the one I grew up with. Uh, I know little pieces, um, but uh, not as good with it as with Dark Carmen. Um, Freedom tried to teach us a little bit about, um, but I don't know. The comments are hard. So uh, I can do some practice. Yeah, you work with me, I'll work with you. We'll see if we both can't get a little bit smarter in the process. Okay, that'll be fun. Uh, I'm assuming that uh, Riley and Shadow have been having this conversation, like walking next to the wagon. And when Leaf interjected, he just peeked his head out the window or something. So um, well, Leaf, Leaf's got a is probably on the front of it. Driving. Oh yeah. So then we're like walking near the front of it. Um, Riley's just gonna like bang on the side of the wagon to get Leaf's attention, and uh, he'll say, "Leaf, uh, Shadow and I are gonna share some languages in the near future. Do you want in?" That sounds fun. Oh, Mr. Gotresh, can you teach me a little bit of the elven? I think so. Uh, the language tends to vary quite a bit by region, but you should be able to speak with uh, any elven folk across the, the world, if uh, I, I teach you correctly. Look, I have two fa elven fathers, but they always talk to me in common because they want me to look at it better. So I'd only know, like, uh, maybe five words in the Elven language. I think I can do that. This will be fun. <laughs> but I can teach you the sign language, and then I can also teach you Aklo and Shay and Vorkful. Well, that's good, because I think out of all the languages I know, um, I don't have anything to teach Leaf. So you can cover that one for me. Okay, I can do that. Wonderful. Oh, Mr. Goldthrush, I was going to ask you too. The little plant persons you make, do you think you could make a plant person out of the plants on the shadow plane? I think it's possible, although usually when putting something like that together, uh, you need a good reason and a purpose. And I, I would be particularly wary given the curse-happy nature of uh, a, a lot of the flora and fauna oh, on the no, I would plane. have to pick out uh, I'd have to pick out things that are not cursed for you to pick well creating a, a leshy is largely accumulating nature spirits and so it's very personal he is spirits? well he has a spirit Hundreds, maybe thousands, depending on uh, how long the gathering took place. The larger oh. ones, like Box, for instance, have quite a bit more. I do not... Uh, Box is very, very big. I do not know that we could find enough stuff to make a book. <laughs> He's fairly unique, even amongst the, the leshies and the animate plants that I deal with. But maybe we could make a smaller leshy that is of the shadow plane. 
I think it's worth investigating. Aren't you afraid of getting cursed in the process? No. Hmm. Hmm. I'd be afraid of getting cursed in the process. Well, I suppose it depends on the type of curse. What if the curse is... You just have a sudden craving for lemon pepper. You might think that has a silver lining. That's not even a curse. Why would you say such a thing, Leaf? That's ridiculous. <laughs> All I mean to say is that curses tend to be very varied in nature. And uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure, so to speak. I've never once heard of a curse that worked out well for the people involved. It's in the eye of the beholder. I think uh, most stories told about that type of curse might even list it as a blessing. Hmm. But we'll see, and best not to take her chances. But not everything is cursed there. I don't know. Sounds like you and I just had a very lengthy conversation about how most things are cursed there. No, not the most things, just many things. I see. <laughs> you will get used to it. I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. It, it's just funny since our conversation started off with a uh, list of things and entities that would involve getting cursed and then dying. But that is the reason people are scared of the Shadow Plane is because uh, they only see all the bad things and the negative things, but it is actually a very beautiful place, and there are good things there, too. And I look forward to seeing those things. I mean, after all, Shadow, you came from this place, so you're a living yes. testament to that phrase. Me and Anderson were born there. I miss it, and I want to go back to live there one day. Then I pray one day you are able to do so. I've been thinking that maybe when this is over, um, since there is always something on the other side of this mirror, that maybe I check and see um, if our temple has a mirror, if it is um, livable, and if so, maybe I will go stay there, and then I can teach the people on the shadow plane about their goddess. This is what I am thinking of doing after this is over. Sounds exceptionally fitting. Yes, but I had to convince the truth to, to uh, allow it because he does. This is maybe now he will let me go places without him. Maybe we will see. Either way, a good aspiration. Though one step at a time, we have to make sure that we get to the end of this road. Yes, we will. I I know this. We are going to be okay. Because if the gods say that they believe we can do it, then that means we're capable. Riley steadily nods. Because there are smart people. And so, like, if Caden Callan says that Mr. Morheim is going to be the one who can do this, he is not wrong. Sometimes I wonder if he didn't just, like, throw a dart at a dartboard and happen hit my name. No, I do not think so. 
I think you are like him in some ways. I think maybe he sees in you some of himself. Perhaps. My meeting with him was uh, relatively brief and highly confusing, and under very suspect circumstances. But he did seem like a nice person. Yes. But I think he believes in you, so you believe in self, okay? I am not sure I ever really stopped believing in myself. Then do not say if, when we get this done. Well, when we get this done, you can have your temple. I will roam the world to see all that there is. And Leaf, Riley bangs on the wagon a couple more times. Leaf, what are you what are you going to be up to when this is all said and done? I think I might take up sailing. Oh, I've never been on boat before. Can I come ride your boat? I think so. Yes, this will be fun. You'll have to get a big enough boat to uh, carry a party of, I don't know, at least 10. Maybe I could get several smaller boats and tie them together. Oh, like a boat train. What's a train? <laughs> What's a boat? No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a boat caravan. Oh, okay. Yes, that's that's much more in spoken common. You, um, I, I've never seen inclinations towards the sea or waters with you. Admittedly, we haven't really been by much water. Why do you say that uh, you wish to sail the seas? I have a friend who took up the hobby. And, uh, from what I could tell, it's quite fulfilling as far as hobbies go. Carry quite a bit with you and can go to many far off places. Spent a lot of these years before I met you, of course, uh, just walking up and down roads, looking for people to have, uh, to break bread with, I suppose, is a good way of putting it. And uh, I think I've hit enough dusty trails, so maybe I might try some of the same by sea. There's also a bit of uh, poetry to that, Leaf. I can appreciate that. Have you ever been? No. Uh, I've, I've only heard pleasant things. So it would be a new experience for me, I think. Same. I've also never been upon the waters. Maybe after we put these stuff on the towers, we can find a boat for Mr. Gothers and he can sail us all back home. <laughs> yes. It's fascinating, the idea of turning the guild into a crew of pirates. Hmm. We could take over the seas, rule the vast oceans, <laughs> lay claim to all the trade routes. I think I will have to leave that up to you. I do not think I am a ruler. <laughs> well, it's more of ruling over the seas through reputation and presence than actually doing any real guiding. What is the benefit of ruling these vast oceans, Mr. Morheim? Why does a pirate do anything a pirate does? 
Maybe he wants all these fishies to worship him. <laughs> well, that would be something. Most of the pirates I've heard from stories uh, tend to be after loot and plunder and other unsavory things, which I must confess I, I don't have much desire for. No, you're, you're right, Leaf. That's far too despicable. Perhaps instead of pirates, we can call ourselves privateers. And to do so in the name of the law. But if I need money, all I have to do is ask Grandma Law. <laughs> Riley chuckles. <laughs> Just hand you a roll of nickels. <laughs> oh, finally, Electrum pieces. Awesome, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think the guild will be uh, taking quite so readily to the sea. Though, uh, simple travel sounds... Very pleasant. Will you continue to grow your guild in when this is over? I think it depends. It depends on how much has changed. Just worldwide. How much the guild has grown. Who's in it. Whether it can man itself or if it needs, still needs to be led by Mr. Morheim. Well, I know that uh, even when the gods uh, get the idols placed in the ring goes back. That uh, much has been messed up in this world, and so I think there's probably going to still be lots of work to do. Perhaps. Honestly, there's a part of me that's thinking long-term, would kind of hope to have inspired a uh, collection of people who could go out upon the world and make heroes and legends of themselves and make communities safer and better and far more hopeful and leave me to wander the earth with those I care about and do so as I please. If any of your little groups want a, a member of clergy to travel with them, you let me know and I will assign alkalites. Sorry, my internet was being really funny. Can you repeat that? If any of your groups want uh, clergy to travel with them, you let me know and I will assign alkalites. Then they can have priests or priestess to travel with. I think that's more than acceptable. In fact, I'm going to assume that will be the case because the guilds and... Uh, the Silent Seven, their acolytes, I think, will always have camaraderie between the two. I think this is good idea. I I think um, that the temple needs more of a presence in the world um, outside of just the Seven. Yes, and we can make sure that they can spread wherever they so please. It is a plan, then. I think it's settled. Um, although, Leaf, I do also think that perhaps we will need one Leshy per traveling group. I, I would note that uh, <laughs> Leshies are their own people. I, I'm not exactly crafting these things for no reason. Well, then, if the Leshies and any Leshies you create in the future so wish to travel with uh, 
any of our collective followers, then they'll be more than welcome. I think that's uh, an acceptable term. Maybe you can train other druids too, so that everybody has the red, because that is most helpful. That's a scary thought. You could teach them. You're a good druid. Perhaps. Just, uh... <laughs> I never exactly thought of myself in any kind of position of authority or teaching the impressionable youths. Sure, I, I can help raise a barn, but the way of the green is quite the investment. It is important, and, and I think that there needs to be more people who follow. <clears throat> Maybe. It's an old way, so uh, I would welcome if something uh, new and better came about. Uh, perhaps it is you who can make things better and, and change the things that need to be changed. And then teach that to others. That's a fair point. But I imagine uh, I'll remain the student for the time being. See what more there is for me to learn. Mr. Goldthrush, all teachers are also all students. You don't ever learn everything. You never stop. You teach what you know, but you still learn. You are truly wise, Shadow. It is It is just what I know, because it is what we do at Temple. Well, we have to uh, make it through all of this first. And that's quite the journey we have ahead of us. Yes, but it's made shorter with these sorts of conversations. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> you have your conversation as you're traveling along, and you you reach a point where Nina brings Akron up from the back, like, during a, a brief, like, stop where you're, um, like, dishing out water and food and stuff. And, uh... Yes, well, not too much farther now. Well, we're not too much farther now. Uh, maybe another hour, maybe less travel, we ought to see the lights of the village. Well, then I think if uh, unless Mr. Marham has better idea, we should uh, go and try to make the village before nightfall. Like, I know it's already dark, don't don't start with that, but I mean, before we go to sleep, instead of sleeping out in the, the middle of the wilderness, yes, we should try to make village. I would much more appreciate, uh, appreciate going to uh, rest in the village rather than setting up a camp, if possible. Then let's push onward. Yes. Marching formations, everyone. Forward. And so you push onward. And before long, indeed, you see sparse uh, lights ahead. You probably take notice a bit earlier on that uh, you pass by a few sort of further out houses, like uh, like little farms and whatnot, although they don't look well tended currently. And these farmhouses have no lights among them. But as you pass further up 
closer to the village becomes apparent that uh, there's got to be somebody around at least as there are um, sconces and braziers lit. Does there appear to be any kind of inn or tavern or, you know, that kind of stuff? Go ahead and make me perception since you're still just approaching the town. Uh, 25. Okay. Uh, Riley's pulling in with a, also a twenty-five. Okay. Come on, hats. You roll a twenty-five too. Hip twenty-five. <laughs> what? He <laughs> <laughs> did get it. Holy shit! <laughs> That's fucking weird. Sucking <laughs> statistics. <laughs> Someone tell us the probability of that happening. Um, we all have different modifiers. 5% of 5% of 5% modified by the fact that you each have different bonuses, which I don't know how to do the math on. I see. Well, my bonus is an 11 for anybody who's trying to figure it out. I'm pretty sure it's the same probability since only one result on the dice would give you that specific number. So it's still only 5%. But we all have different modifiers, so it's different. Oh. oh, wow! When you put um, it that way. Well, how, how much is Riley's bonus? <laughs> it's ten. Okay, yeah, I think it would probably still be the same. No, but they're different. Wow. Yeah, but you still only have, like, you don't each have greatly increased or reduced odds due to like range. Yeah, but they can't be the same if they're different numbers. <laughs> like, <laughs> but they can. I don't think that's how math the, works. The the, <laughs> the difference though is in realistic versus actual statistics. And actual statistics, it is exactly the same chance. Realistic statistics, it's a lot lower. I feel like realistic and actual are very similar. You would think that, but then uh, four out of five dentists would agree on something. Hey, I mean, I'm perfectly so fine going with whichever one makes me right. <laughs> The question is, do all three of us rolling matching perception checks cause anything significant to happen? Um, you all exactly simultaneously notice the end. That's all we get. And you jinx each other. Oh no, we're cursed. We're not in the shadow plane yet. Yeah, we're close <laughs> enough. Yeah, uh, Riley will point out the end, and I'm assuming the other two like immediately also point out the end at the exact same time. Um, and we can mosey on over there. There's a, a a crossover of everybody owes everybody an ale. Yeah, that that happens totally. It's hilarious. People at home, they are laughing. Ha ha. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to the inn. So you go to the inn. The shadowed mare is a small inn as you don't expect they get many visitors out this way. But it is occupied by a rather a rather bored looking um KL when you enter the building who immediately perks up and is just like Oh, welcome strangers. Pause, quick question, Sean. Knowledge local, what does Riley know about this place, if anything? Is there anything significant about this place? Like, either renowned for serving fried mare? <laughs> um, 
You can make a knowledge local check, but I'm going to say no to your specific example. That's the smart It's the move. rare mayor tavern. Wow. <laughs> Cord on blue horse. <laughs> That's a 22. All right. So um, you don't really know anything about this specific tavern. It's really out of the way. Or this tavern in uh it's really out of the way um so it, it's not something that you've really come across before or really have heard before mm-hmm. um but it's probably a fairly easy assumption to come to how the name was chosen uh given its proximity to the shadow plane and the fact that it had for the size of the inn a rather sizable stables outside ah interesting Cool. Nice fun facts. Yee. Yeah. Yee. Um, Riley will greet the proprietor of the establishment or the person who is on duty currently, whichever the case may be. <clears throat> he will say, uh, salutations. Uh, welcome. Uh, can I get you anything? You need rooms? I believe we would more than happily take some rooms to bed for a while. All right, uh, how many you got? How many rooms you need? Oh, man. Uh, there turn around and start counting. There is Mr. Morheim, there is Mr. Goldthrush, there is Mr. Russo, there is Mr. Eckern, there is Void, there is Winda, there is Nina, there is the Leshy, there is the Big Tree, there is the Owl. Is that everybody? Sounds about right. Tell me, what lodgings do you have for a uh, large tree person and a large owl? Um, well, we some sizable stables. Uh, we're not really built to cater to particularly oversized folk. Well, that's fine. I- I'm sure we can figure out something. And, uh, uh, Riley will go through the monotony of <laughs> getting people rooms. Uh, some people can double up or if they have like larger rooms where several people can sleep together. And they also have a common room. Oh, yeah. If we can do like that and fit more or less everyone in that, that'd be fine. It's going to be slumber party. Yes, Shadow. It's basically a slumber party. Yeah, so... It's uh, like we have no marshmallows. So, Comet, uh, sleeping in the common room is free if you buy a meal. Or if you don't buy a meal, it's two copper per person. Ah, well then, tell me. Riley will cross his arms to study this individual. What are your specialties? Um, so we've got stew. Yes. And if you put the lemon pepper in it, he will be happy. Well, today we've got a, um, we've got a purple potato stew and it's got a bit of, um, venison in it. Um, this side of the portal. So, it's a bit of a mix-up. Honestly, that uh, sounds delightful. Oh, did you have any Shadowberry wine? Um, honestly, I don't know. Let me check. And I'll go go back and uh, rummage around for a little bit. Uh, no Shadowberry wine, but there is um, there is some uh, there is some, some shade pear cider. 
Oh, that is good too. You should try this, Mr. Marhan. You will like. Well, I say, I, I think we could probably have enough money to afford a meal and some drinks for the group at large. We could actually have something of a slumber party. Yes, this will be fun. So we're going to go with uh, for everybody um, to eat, have some some nice cider and uh, uh, to rest in the common room, which will be provided by the same. Uh, it's going to be three gold. Ow. Great. It's like it doesn't even matter. You're a cheap date. <laughs> Cool. Riley, pay, Riley well, pays. Well, welcome to meager living in in a fantasy setting where Man, like ten gold is. And Mister Morgan <laughs> just happens to have three gold because Shadow gave him three gold. No, her three gold is completely separate than the actual <laughs> gold I have in his sheet. He will always have three gold pieces from Shadow in his inventory. The food is um, it's it's decent. Uh, it's got some unfamiliar sort of aspects to the flavor the potatoes are a little uh they're not unpleasant just not really what you were expecting uh shadow you would actually be familiar with this um <clears throat> they're kind of sweeter but also like the texture is a little different it's less um smooth compared to like uh, potatoes you would be used to. It's like a curse in your mouth. Great. <laughs> well, if we're the only people in here, Shadow will will uh, invite the the innkeep to to, <laughs> to, the, to the slumber party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he can come to the slumber party. <laughs> no girls allowed. <laughs> but Shadow is girl. So is Nina. Shadow's a girl? So is Nina? (laughs) And Nina. (laughs) And who knows about Wasabi? Wasabi's not a girl. Wasabi's a lady. (laughs) (laughs) Wasabi doesn't act like it. (laughs) Listen here, you. Wasabi (laughs) will have you publicly flogged with that kind of talk. Wasabi puts... Puts their fingers together and grants you a thousand years of pain. Mr. Morhai. Yes. Are we going to play slumber party game? Uh, I we we certainly can. I'm afraid that I'm kind of at a loss for slumber party games. Oh, I I learned this one game. Uh, dang it, names, notes, Draxa. No. Leaf, are you having an aneurysm? <laughs> dang it, I had it written down somewhere in my dang notes. Uh, was oh, this the stick game? Yeah. Was it, was it Draxa? <laughs> uh, I, I think, I forget. Okay. Needless to say, it was a string and stick game that was quite delightful that I never quite figured out. And I could use uh, some some other people here to try and suss this cultural development out. This this lizard folk game that you were never clearly explained to how it works. 
Uh, ooh, wait, since uh, Riley wasn't even involved with that, can I roll Knowledge Local based on Leaf's very shitty description to try to figure it out? Uh, sure. Great. Uh, that's another 25. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This is the night of 25. Yes. If only it were the 25th day of the 25th year. Oh, Sean, uh, it is. Have you looked at today's date? It is the 25th day of the 25th. It is. It's Don't not. lie to these people like that. <laughs> this is amazing. It is 319 2020. Dude, come on, play no, into the bit. What's the fuck's wrong with you? 25, 25, 25, 25. Yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> so, yes. um, I think you see some similarities uh, in it to some games that you've seen, like, sold at Solarian markets and stuff. And you figure, like, the, like, the largest flaw of what he's trying to do is like where he's placing like the little string to try and pull it apart he's like putting it in the middle of the stick uh when you're supposed to actually like take the string off the end of the stick to the corner of the triangle and what you're trying to do is like rip your two sticks that are connected to you away from the other stick so that you win Sean, is this is this a game you made up or is this like a real it's something i made up because i couldn't okay. be super original and he wasn't allowed to have friends time. when he was little so he just played with sticks and string oh uh, okay oh uh, i made this up for the fucking wizard walk i okay you don't need to lie like that we're not gonna look <laughs> down on you if what she said was true which i'm assuming it was like it's cool you know we all have tough things that happen to us if you had to play I just tried to think of like what's like breaking the wishbone, but in three directions. <laughs> well, we're gonna play games. Damn it! It's a slumber party. Yes. Roll a games check. What what, what modifier is that? Is that knowledge yes. local again? <laughs> no. Hmm. This hmm. Is, this one is going to be a dexterity check. Oh God! Or I'm so bad at that. Oh well, I'm gonna do dexterity. Uh, 24. I'm, I'm uh, sorry it wasn't a 25, but I got an at 20, and so the highest number is 24. That's okay. I got a 15. There has to be a third person. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow wins. <laughs> because Leaf got a 9. Yeah. Wow, that game was... Just how I imagine playing with sticks and strings would feel like. <laughs> Leaf, do you understand it now? I'll take your silence as a yup. I understand this game less than when I started. No, okay, okay. No, Leaf, follow along. It's not that complicated. It just sounds dumb. Now, let's go one more time. <laughs> Okay, I got a seven. <laughs> I got an 18. <laughs> oh, that's even worse than before. That's an eight. Okay, wait, maybe I didn't understand this game properly. I actually have no real idea what is going on in front of us. Shadow, can you explain this game to us? 
Instructions unclear. Really? I'll be stuck in ceiling fan. <laughs> this is this is not a game I know anything about. This is uh, different than the games that uh, we usually play. But you're doing so well. You're winning, I think, I, every time. I just pull, I just pull on this thing. Uh, huh. Well, I'm confused. <laughs> so, like, for clarity, like <laughs> the way this works is in my head is each of you have a stick like in your hand. And there's a string from that stick to a triangle of other sticks. That string is around two of the sticks so that it, it makes a corner so that they hold together. Each of you are pulling on one of the strings. And what you want to happen is for it to slip out of the, the string of the other two so that you end up with both. And some people do it through brute strength and some people do it by finesse. Well, okay, Russo, if you know this game so well, why don't you play me in Shadow? Oh, well, yes, I guess, suppose that could be Russo's voice. <laughs> yes, come on, Mr. Russo, you have to play with us. Oh, all right. I had a 15 again. I got an 8. Uh, Behold, I a 10. <laughs> <laughs> Leaf keeps holding on to his stick as Russo tries to take his place. <laughs> just play it anyway. <laughs> well, I still don't think that's how this game is played, but it looks like I've won this time. <laughs> Congratulations. Wonderful. I'm willing to settle it at that. Go out on a high note. <laughs> so you play some games for the night before turning in for bed. And we'll come back in the morning. <laughs> Next time. On the Eterna podcast. Can I ask you a serious question? Yeah. Was that a filler episode? Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder Homebrew Adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at HexgridHeroes.com. G'day, this is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Dustress Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. 
I don't think I'm ever going to get used to saying that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some noise! Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy, and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning, and uh, I kind of had Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? <laughs> LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at EldritchDream, at EternaP, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody... May the elder gods haunt your dreams.